Thanks for joining the Money Happy Hour, where we make every hour a happy hour for your money. I'm your host, Tom, the Savings Captain, and I'm joined by my producer, Radish, the hardest working dog in podcasting. Hey, in this episode of the Money Happy Hour Shots, we are going to be talking about a topic called soft saving. What is soft saving? It's taken over TikTok, social media, a lot of articles on it, and quite frankly, it's going to be, in my opinion, a dangerous concept for many younger folks. So stick around as we cover that. But before we jump in today, I want to just say thank you for all the returning listeners and welcome to any of the new listeners out there. We really appreciate you coming together and joining every week as new episodes come out. I also just did want to touch upon one thing. If you have been listening for a while, you may have noticed in the last few episodes, like, hey, Tom, why is there an ad in there? And I wanted to spend some time just uh, addressing that and just talking about that with you. So as the fortunately, as the podcast has grown over the last few months, we have been eligible for ad placement. And as an independent podcaster, You may have heard me say this before. We do this for the love of the game. There really is not much money in it, but we do have costs. We do have some moderate costs when it comes to the producing and editing and hosting fees. So that's an ongoing cost. And, you know, it's hard to quantify the cost of time. So recently we've become eligible for ad placement. And I just wanted to address that and just say my thought process when I place an ad, I will never place an ad that I do not think aligns with the message of the show and a potential interest of the audience. So that's it. That's my covenant. That's my covenant to you. There'll be times where you maybe access an episode and you'll see no ad. And that's just quite frankly, there's nothing I, I have first right of refusal. That was something I just didn't did not think that was on brand or of audience interest. So I just wanted to address that before we jump in. And then secondly, I want to highlight another great independent creator out there. His name is Geo. He goes by Dividend Roots on Twitter. And he, a few weeks ago, started up a newsletter documenting his personal finance journey along with some other just very interesting things when it comes to investing. Um, It sure would mean a lot, and I think you would get some value out of it, uh, taking a look and taking a look and subscribing to that newsletter. So I will put a link in the show notes to this episode so you can access and subscribe to Dividend Roots to my friend Gio's newsletter. So in this episode, let's get into it. Soft saving. You know... And I apologize. I wanted to have this episode out a day or two earlier, and the savings captain gets busy too. Um, over the last couple of days, we still have the balancing act of selling our home. And if you've ever sold a home, you know you're almost a guest in your own house when you have it for sale, when it's on the market. You have to be ready to show it at a moment's notice. Um, We've had a couple of people come in that had to make some minor repairs, touch-up work, and the last two days have just been totally shot. I feel like my schedule has run me, and I haven't run my schedule. 
But I wanted to talk about this topic, and I've been chopping at the bid, talking about soft saving. What is it? What are people talking about? It sounds too good to be true. It sounds great on the surface. But soft saving is something that is taking over social media. A recent poll by the company Intuit said that 73% of Gen Z is using soft saving. And the principle is this, live for now because the future is uncertain. So live for today's experiences. And I think that's a great thing to do. Heck, one of the pillars is live your best life. But when you don't have guardrails there, those are some of the red flags that really that really cautioned me when I started seeing more about this topic. So I've been shopping at the bid to just talk about this. So now that I've said what soft saving is, it's almost like the opposite of the millennials version of fire where it's invest every penny that you have that you possibly can now so you can retire early. This is almost the opposite. Minimize what you're investing for the future to take advantage of opportunities to today. So we're going to look on the other side of the fire spectrum. Directionally, I think it's okay, but guardrails, I think it is going to be extremely dangerous for most. So I think to cover this, to kind of walk through it, I found a really good article, and it goes through a real-life example of a person that's using soft saving, and throughout the article, I'll kind of read it, and then I'll, I'll mix and match some of my thoughts in there as we go along. All right, so this article, I saw this on Yahoo Finance of all places. It's titled, I'm Not Working to Retire. Soft saving is Gen Z's firm, but gentle response to fire in the hustle culture. Could it work for you? Well, let's take a look. So we are going to meet a lady by the name of Tay, Tay Ladd. And she, it goes on and says, Tay Ladd might not have retirement plans, but her mini golden doodle, Gus, is pampered with professional groomers, market bowls, plus thousands of dollars in sweaters and silk scarves. Uh, isn't Gus so cute? There's a picture in the article. Gus is sitting comfortably on the bed. Looks well manicured and pampered. So Tay goes on. I don't see myself retiring at all, she admits. It doesn't say what Tay's age, age is, but she's 25 or, or less if she's in Gen Z. So let's meet, let's meet Tay a little bit more. She goes on and says that still it doesn't matter that she's not intentional with her money. Ladd is a millennial corporate lawyer and goes by at the corporate dog mom on TikTok, where she has over 60,000 followers. She continually posts videos about managing your work-life balance and how she's living her best soft life in the infamously expensive New York City. So I don't know how long she's been in the workforce, but if she's a corporate lawyer, she had to go to school, she had to go to law school, and she has to be under 25. So I would say mathematically she couldn't have been in the workforce working in that, in that trade for much more than a year or so. So it says, Ladd is applying this mindset toward her money as well. 
and soft saving is a trend that's gaining popularity among young Americans instead of subscribing to a hustle culture. So we're gonna just tear into that a little bit because what we've seen and heard so far, if I'm a Gen Z person hearing this, this sets up and my, you know, the, the, my antennas are up and the warning signs go off. I'm hearing live for the moment, live your best life now. I'm not really taking away how to balance my future life while I'm living my best life. That scares the heck out of me. So it says, Lad is applying this mindset toward our money as well. It's a soft saving approach, a trend that's been gaining popularity, as we've said. And I already told you another report from, it, from Intuit found that Gen Z is taking a much more gentler approach to their finances with a very different definition of what it means to prosper. I'm working just as hard, Tay says, but I'm being more mindful about setting aside time for things that are important to me. Doesn't sound, doesn't sound like there's anything wrong with that up to this point. But so let's, what is soft living? What does it entail? What is it all about? So from cozy candlelit dinners to bougie bubble baths, it says the soft living trend has taken over social media. If you go to TikTok, if you go on Instagram and just put in soft saving, it's amazing the number of reels and videos that you'll see on this topic. Quick and this is what concerns me, quick 30-second sound bites that really have no guardrails in place when it comes to managing money. It's really, to me, it sounds just like an emotional appeal to how to live your life today and kind of throw your future money needs to the side. But if you search social media, there are over, listen to this, 10.5 billion views on TikTok on this topic. So younger millennials like Lad and Gen Z have moved on from fire mania and the old, older millennial girl boss era. They're choosing not to save their money as aggressively and not to focus on the future, but instead the present. So it's really more about comfort, less stress, less pressure to save for the future, and just balancing it out. That's what Brittany Castro a certified financial planner and a consumer advice advocate says, Gen Z is just interested in living for now and having the best quality of life. Well, isn't that wonderful? And God bless them. I mean, that's, that's a great thing to achieve. But what's wrong with that? How does that break down? So Intuit goes on and says three and four young people say no. The current economic client makes them hesitant to set up any long-term goals, while two and three young adults aren't sure they're ever going to have enough money to actually retire in the first place. So what does that sound like to you? What do you hear? Do you, are you, do you feel that? Who do you know that's like that? I'll tell you what it sounds like to me. It sounds like things are tough right now, I better enjoy things right now. We're not promised the future. And I am going to enjoy my future self. I'm going to enjoy my current self at the expense of my future self. That just doesn't add up. 
As a country, we have a very low savings rate, personal savings rate to begin with. We have another headwind. We've had rising costs, inflation the last couple of years, rising saving cost, high level of debt load in a lot of cases, and maybe a social security system that, you know, 30, 40 years from now for these people is probably not going to be around in its same format that it's in right now. So isn't that, I feel like that's a little bit reckless. Um, I get really concerned people going on social media, coming across one of these videos when they go viral and saying, yeah, I had a bad day at work yesterday. I'm feeling tired. I just want to, I just want to live life today. I hate to say it, Tay, I wish you all the best luck. But with a little bit of perspective, I'm at the age of 55. And if you're 25 right now, I hate to say it, you're just going to, Gus isn't going to be around in 30 years to support you. All the money that has spent down the tubes, there's moderation maybe that's needed. I don't want to judge a person I don't know just based on this article and some of the talking points that are going through it. I see a sense of recklessness there, just a lack of focus on the future for today, for today's needs only. So it's no secret that the high cost of living is keeping our younger generations on edge. Understandably, it's so. In some of our great interviews throughout the past couple of months, we've had some great Gen Z guests on, there, on here, and they listen to their stories if you haven't. I'm thinking of a handful of people I'm thinking of Henry at Henry Invests, 20 years old, who's doing both, investing, doing things he enjoys. Joe DeVito, just on a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about the same exact thing, great money habits, enjoys his work, but he has some really interesting hobbies and spends his time and money on things he enjoys too. There's, there's not a level, I don't know where this took place in society, this level of binary thinking, mutually exclusive, that if I prepare for tomorrow, I can't live for today. How did we get here? How did we get there's no gradation? There's no gray area in anything. There's degrees to live and operate by. I think we just talk ourselves into... Uh, the picture that we want to create. It's uh, short-sighted thinking. It, maybe it's a lack of critical thinking skills. I don't know. Leave your comments. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What am I missing on this one? I don't want to call out any individual person's way of life and saying, hey, this, I certify this. I disapprove that. But I do have enough experience and perspective to say, I don't know. This, I can see red flags. If I could throw up a red flag icon right now, an emoji, I'd be throwing the red flag up when I hear this. So young Americans are choosing to live their best life now. And it goes on and says that until last October, so this would have been 2022, Lad willingly participated in the hustle culture. So let's do critical thinking there. How long did she do it? She didn't do it for 10 or 20 years. She didn't probably have enough time to amass a big fortune of, of savings built up. If she came to this recognition last October, how long could she have been working as a corporate lawyer if she's Gen Z herself?
a year, two years, tops. But she goes on and says the high-stress lifestyle of working and private equity was starting to catch up to her. She was losing her voice. There was even a, listen to this, day where she couldn't walk because she was completely exhausted. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like take a three-day weekend. Sleep in a little bit. <laughs> do something relaxing. I don't know if I, I completely upend my entire life. It was then she realized she, that she needed to make a change. She was like, none of this matters if you're not here. And she says she hasn't looked back since. Again, this is... Think of the, where the message is coming from. It's coming from an in-the-moment response to money. I am not hearing, I'm not seeing any kind of long-term glide path. Like, what's the plan here? What are, we, what are we doing tomorrow? What's the future look like? So whenever you hear these concocted, far out, sometimes off-the-wall approaches to handling money, Critical thinking is extremely important. Step back. Look at the whole plan. The savings captain is not saying don't live for today. But don't live for today at the expense of tomorrow. So what she has been doing is she's, like I said, he, she has started her own TikTok. And she's bringing her followers along. And this is what really concerns me and why I wanted to get this message out. If I ever had an episode of the Money Happy Hour that were to go viral, please, God, let this be the one. Please, let's reach one Gen Z person out there just to modify their thoughts and not fall victim to this and take away the wrong message. So her TikTok following, 62,000 people, she's positioning this soft living, what she's doing, and the videos all look good. They all sound good. Again, it's very in-the-moment stuff, and I would be concerned a person sitting back is going to take this and throw in the towel and not secure their financial future. They're just going to go all in on living right now. So she wants to romanticize these things that are important to her because of for, for so many years I was not taking care of myself. I was neglecting my mental health and my well-being. Again, I don't know where um, that so many years things. I obviously don't have a resume in front of me. Just going by the, what I'm reading in the article, it just doesn't add up. So financial planners, it says, is, is saying that soft saving isn't a bad financial move at all. As long here, here's where it starts making a little bit more sense. As it's executed responsibly, and I'm going to spend the next few minutes about talking about how I think it can be done responsibly. So that said, Lad's luxurious lifestyle might not be within reach for everyone. And that's an important point. We heard a couple of things early in, in the article. Tay does live in a high cost of living area in New York City, but she does have, it doesn't say how much she earns, but she's a corporate lawyer sure she's earning her keep. She might be one of those classic people that earns $200,000 a year and, uh, you know, spends 190000 a year where there's very little uh, tucked and set aside for the future. She's not using, she's not using her, 
her time well to grow her money while she's just living in the moment. So to find that happy medium, and this is a financial planner, recommends reviewing your budget and assessing your income and expenses to narrow down your financial goals for the year and put that on pen and paper and bump that up against how you want to live now. But unfortunately, what's missing in social media and on those TikTok videos is you're not hearing that balanced approach. You're just seeing a very, as Tay says, a romanticized approach of how to live your best life now. So what does this cost? Let's put a price tag on it. I'm a free spirit, but I really am a geek. I'm a nerd with numbers. So let's just say you're Tay Lad, and if you live this if you live this lifestyle, let's say Tay is 25 years old. Let's say Tay wants to stop working at 67. Right now at 25, she, she, she doesn't care about retiring. It's not on her mind. But trust me as I'm sitting here, at 50, at 55, it will be on her mind. And by the time it's on your mind... Everything that you've spent on those experiences on your younger self, that money's gone. So there's a balance here. There's a little bit of a balance. So what does that cost? Taste 25. Let's say she wants to stop working at 67. If she just took $250 on a monthly basis, cut Gus back. We can cut a few... A few um, groomings, we can cut Gus down to one grooming a month and not buy as many outfits. So there you go, Tay. We just found $250 a month. And let's say Tay invests that $250 on a monthly basis. Let's use 8%. I'm not going to do 12. I'm not going to do 10. Let's just use 8%. It's a million dollars just on $250 a month. And I suspect Tay has more disposable income than many to direct to savings. That number can be even larger while she's living her best life. But a lot of her followers may not have that level of discretionary income in their budget. They might not have that same margin. And it really could cost them significantly at the end. And that's the emotional aspect that's missed. So we talked... We talked emotion on the front end, feeling good today. Just spent a minute or so talking about the numbers, what the cost is. Let's put a price tag on it. $250 at 8% for the better part of 40 years. That's a million dollar decision. Let's talk about emotion on the other end. And this is a hard, this is an, almost an impossible emotion for most of us. It's the emotion of what I'm going to feel, not what I'm feeling today. So the question I'd ask to Tay, to a Gen Z person that's entertaining, soft saving, how are you going to feel 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, when you say, if you don't feel like working at 25, if, if you feel like you don't, if you feel like you need a lot of work-life balance at 25, how are you going to feel 30 years from now? You see, it's hard to come up and, and, and determine how you're going to feel in the future, isn't it? That's the question I'd end with here. And that's what I'd ask Tay. If 
she was on an episode of the Money Happy Hour because it just doesn't add up. Well, folks, that is my take on soft saving. I hope you've taken away something for this. I'd love your comments. I'd love your thoughts on this topic. What am I missing? What am I getting right? And until next time, thanks for listening to the Money Happy Hour, where we make every hour a happy hour for your money.